Yes, James Crochet. James Crochet led the team. He wouldn't run the ball the way he he ran like tonight. Mm-hmm. Times, like, that, if we're all these players in the first round, spending money on these players, that plays. And there is not much that teams are going to do when you're winning. Even if you ain't selling what I got to say, I can write it, ball it up, and sew it away. Congrats to Paris for Giants. I know you're happy. Once you get the playoffs, even if you ain't feeling what I got to say, I can write it, roll it up, and sew it away. They ain't never called and let the beat play. I got 86 to join my number today. I'm more lengths than them. I want to start doing that. What a sworn lord I got the end. Then it wait with a moment to be mine. That should be a big deal. Where do I Welcome, welcome, welcome. Welcome back to another edition of Ravens Online and Gatekeepers. It's your man Hendo here, and I would like to thank you all for rocking with me throughout the NFL season. It is coming on way too quickly, but thank you for being here with me with my channel. Remember, this is a safe space. This is a place where we talk football with friends and family. We are all family under this Ravens umbrella. We may fuss, we may argue, we may fight, but we all come together under a common goal. Now, this place is not the status quo. We're not going to give you the normal views, opinions, thoughts that you may normally get from other channels. And it's okay because we don't all have to think that way. But I thank you once again. If you are new here, Thank you for dropping by. If you've been here before, I thank you for returning. Don't forget while you are here to drop a like, even subscribe, comment, do something, help this channel grow. Now, you know, nine times out of 10, I am not normally here alone. And tonight I have a special, special guest. Welcome, Yolanda B. How are you this evening? How are you this evening? Listen, I am rallying. Um, Our team lost. Not that it was unexpected, but still hurts nonetheless. How are you? Hello, everyone in the chat. How's everybody doing tonight? Are we all like licking our wounds or is everybody just comfortable with the fact that we can't beat the Bengals uh, twice in one season? It was was expected. You know, I mean, you know, you know, Beginning of the season, you know, I knew that this was going to be a critical game, and I thought that we were going to lose this game. But once that I saw the inactives, yeah. I knew it was no chance we were going to win. You know, right? So it's hard yeah. enough without Lamar. I know. When I saw the inactives, I was just like, "Okay, Bengals by a <laughs> hundred." <laughs> I was like, "Wait, we have a third string quarterback who's just joining you know i think we just elevated him not too long ago like what five minutes before the game or something so i'm like wow this is gonna be nice but we'll get into that yes we will all right now let's see who we got in here big rash thank you for stopping by he said what's good everybody hey big rash got brandon buck in the house the uh lbht fantasy football champion salute living legend what's going on ll how you feeling my man davon's in the house we got D3 up in here. <laughs> Man, Dave, I said, oh, with the 0.5 sacks. Why are you shaking your head? He's he's giving him props. 
You know what, Devon? <clears throat> He's giving him props. We'll talk. We have. A, I'll, I'll dedicate a whole segment to OA if if Hendo will allow me to. He probably won't. So, but anyway, yes, he had a half a sack. So, what yes. is that now for him for the season? Was that like five? Okay, just kidding. Two and a half. No, it, it actually may be three, if I'm not mistaken. Okay. I mean, you know, it's not what okay. we expected, but it's more than I thought he would have. I mean, beginning of the season, I think I did tell you what between eight and ten. Right. Beginning of season, um, prior to the start of the season, I think your number was between eight and 10. And then you modified that number maybe to zero. two months ago because his production just wasn't um, up to par. Facts. Hey, at least the job had a full sack. A full sack. Oh, okay. Right. What's, going on? What's going on, Darius? It's like you were stopping by. One session's up in the house. We got my man, Boogie Down, EJ. Thank you for stopping by. <laughs> Haven't seen you in a minute. Haven't seen you in a minute. We're not going to do that here. We're not, not today. Griffiths in the house is going on. And the man with the best name, in my opinion, in YouTube, Zico Kage. What's good? DDSQ, thank you for stopping by. Joining the channel. Listen, let's jump into this. because Let's do it. I don't think we want to be here all the live long day. You know, some people need to lick their wounds. Some people got to have football to watch. I know I have football to watch because I still have a Pickham's League title to uh, win, hopefully, if these people don't let us down. I know uh, last year I lost on the Dallas Cowboys, mm -hmm. and it looks like they're going to let me down once again. Huh. Can no surprise there. <laughs> King Trent TV, what's going on? Thank you for stopping by. Listen, uh, I believe King Trent has a channel of his own. Make sure y'all drop by, check the brother out, see what's going on with him. All right. No, so, Devon, no two-hour stream. You, you show up because normally, normally, you, you love the two-hour streams. Tonight, I don't. Tonight is the night where I just say, you know, not a two-hour stream tonight. All right. Well. If you are living under a rock or you've just been busy today, the Cincinnati Bengals defeated the Baltimore Ravens 27-16 to in the final week of the regular season, cementing the playoff matchup, the playoff rematch between the two teams next week. Now, for me, I think this game was just pretty much a, a vanilla scheme-wise because I think they knew that they were going to be playing each other next week. So nobody rolled out anything special or in particular that they wanted to give away for next week. The biggest question for us is going to be, will Lamar play next week? Ooh, yeah. That is a good question. I think that's the hot topic. Is, um, he, is, this, is this his last game as a Raven? I mean, we'll, we'll get into that later. Um, if you could, give me your thoughts on the game today, please. Overall, my thoughts on today's game, while I knew we didn't stand much of a chance if we were playing um, our second string quarterback, but then, you know, an hour, two hours, right, or however long before the, the game began, when we got the inactives and Tyler Huntley was inactive, I said, oh, okay, well, this is going to be even worse than I anticipated. And so I guess I didn't have enough time to like mentally prepare myself for just how bad the game was going to be. Right. So 
you know, I'll spend the rest of the evening, like like you said, licking my wounds and just trying to like avoid social media so that I don't really have to see a lot of the Bengals fans rub this in. Uh, and also I'll stay off of, I'll make sure not to watch a lot of television this week because I don't want to hear how horrible we are and, oh, we don't stand a chance, which to be fair, you know, it's is it slander if it's true, if it's the truth? Probably not. So, there, you know, there's some merit in that. So, like, overall, my thoughts of the game, I would have liked to have seen more from the offense. I just thought the offense looked abysmal. Um, I, um, I saw what was that one play where I think uh, our quarterback fumbled on the opposite end of the, you know, <laughs> of the field yeah. and he picked it up, recovered for a touchdown in the end zone. I I think I was like in shock for the next 20, 30 minutes because I said, I don't think I've ever seen that before. And in all of my days of watching football, I don't I'm not saying it's never happened before, because I'm sure people have been watching football longer than I have. And they they can probably pinpoint a time where it happened to their team or, or somewhere um, in time past. But I can't recall a time that it happened. And so uh, for me, I was really in shock because of that. And I just said, OK, well, forget it. You know what? This offense isn't going to be doing much today. So there's that. Yeah, I mean, and that was a that was a big play in the game because if we think about it, with your head coach John Harbaugh in the beginning of the game, as usual, and this has gone to bite us in the behind for years. He didn't take the three points. He went for it on fourth down, running the same plays that he runs over and over again. Now that took three points off the board potentially, but with Justin Tucker, it was probably almost a given. Now, twenty something seconds before the half. With the offense that we have, there is no way we were going to drive down the field with enough time to score. So why not just run the ball, run the clock out, lick your wounds, and prepare for the second half? Nope. We try to pass it, get cute. With a rookie third-string quarterback, he fumbles the ball. Now, even though he fumbled the ball, he pointed to Morgan Moses and was like, the ball is loose. And Morgan Moses was like, I'm a op. You know, I don't I don't make extra plays. I don't do these things like that. So that's a 10 point swing, you know, mm-hmm. and potentially we could have won this game. But once again, the coaching errors and, and the the comical nonsense of Jonathan Harbaugh with his terrible clock management challenges and just everything. It's been 15 years and we're still seeing the same mistakes from this guy. I personally am fed up with it. Oh, I haven't been watching the Ravens for 15 years, but I can I can totally empathize for those who have who've been like a Ravens fan since day one and for as many years as Harbaugh has been coaching. It would seem to me as though at some point you change up what hasn't been working or you try something different. And the lack of variety from this team is just, you know, it's 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 unfathomable. I don't understand why. And I know I I will say this, there is definitely an argument to be made why certain times we don't take the points. We don't get, you know, go for the field goal. We actually just try, you know, on a fourth down, there's an argument to be made. And it's sometimes in this, you know, throughout the season, I thought to myself, okay, just do you take the points or do you, or do you go for it? I'm more confident. And I'll say that I'm more confident taking the points or I'm sorry, I'm more confident not going for the points and actually trying to go for it on fourth down if Lamar is in the game. Mm-hmm. When we don't have Lamar, 
and or a fully healthy O-line. If we don't have all of those key factors, no, I'm, I'm, I'm thinking we need to take the points because as we saw today, points are very hard to come by for, for the Ravens right now. So, But we've seen these same issues when Lamar is playing. The playoff yeah. game against Tennessee, the game against uh, Buffalo. It's been so many games where John Harbaugh just seems to make the wrong choice. Now, I don't know if he's relying a little bit too much or too heavy on analytics. Um, be a coach. Stop asking your players what you want to do. Because me, if I'm a player, 100%, 20 times out of 20, I'm going to say I'm going to go for it. Yeah. So don't sit there and pander in front of the camera like, hey, guys, what do you want me to do? What do you want to do? Of course they're going to be like, coach, let's go for it. And of course. Eight times out of 10, we don't make it. And he has an excuse. Um, I, I got a chance to kind of watch a bit of his press conference afterwards. And when a reporter was asking him a question, he didn't even let the reporter finish the question before he cut him off. And he's starting to get a little testy. Really? Like John Harbaugh from the beginning of the season in his post-game press conferences to now, he's a little edgy. He has he's You can see that he's stressed because he knows he's messing up. But once again, he doesn't have – in my opinion, what it takes to be a top-tier head coach. Now, I know most of the Ravens flock think that uh, he's this top-five Hall of Fame coach, <laughs> but I personally think that, you know, he stumbled upon a culture, he stumbled upon an organization that had winning ways, and he took that blueprint and he altered it to fit his personality. And I said this last week. He's an alpha that kind of prefers a room full of betas. And he doesn't want anybody questioning his authority. He doesn't want anybody challenging him in what he says. And I think that's why we have the uh, offensive and defensive coordinators that we have. Nobody in their right mind would have hired Mike McDonald, fresh out of Michigan. Nobody would have kept Greg Roman around. I don't think anybody would have hired him if John Harbaugh hadn't brought him in. Um, to me, this coaching staff is just lackluster. I know a lot of people want to blame the injury on Lamar or the feeling that he has not progressed the way that they think he should have. But when does that fall on the coaching staff? Because we have a myriad of first-round talent, first-round picks that just have not lived up to par. Your feelings? I mean, I would agree with you, but, you know, I'd pose the question, well, do you really think that Harbaugh knows that he's, like, potentially on the hot seat? I don't think he does. Just because he's edgy and testy, to me, that's not indicative of him even thinking about, oh, gosh, my job might be in jeopardy here. I don't think so. I think he has it way too good with EDC and the owner, Bisotti, Biscotti, whatever his name is. And then I don't know how involved Sashi Brown is into the whole hire, fire, a head coach. I don't know how I don't know the dynamics and the interplay between the you know those two. But I, I just don't get the feeling. And let, let, let us know in the chat. What do you think? Do you think that Harbaugh is thinking to himself, oh, gosh, this season didn't end the way I had anticipated. And now with the looming question of whether Lamar returns in a week or I guess it would be two weeks, you know, does he feel as though, gosh, something might happen to me? Like my job might be in jeopardy. Do you think that? Because I I don't, but I didn't, but, but to be fair, I did not watch today's presser. So I don't know if I was over it. I was, I was annoyed. So I just, I said, I don't, I don't want to hear him say, oh, we're going to be focused on to the next week. And, you know, our, our guys did outstanding job today. I didn't want to hear the same old, same old. So I just said, I'll just skip it. But 
I mean, it was really, it was really quick. I'm sorry. It was really, really quick. Oh, okay. Yeah. I might go back and watch it if there's some value. And if not, I, yeah, <laughs> that'll be a quick listen. But uh, no, I, I don't, I don't, I don't get the, I don't get the feeling. And that's obviously because I haven't watched Denise Presser, but I have noticed that he has been a little bit, a little more edgy, so to speak. I have noticed that in the, in the past, in, you know, the past few weeks, He'll temper it down just a bit if we win a game. It's not as obvious, but definitely on the games that we've lost here as of late. But I still don't think he's going to be fired. Okay. Yeah, I mean, what does the chat have to say about it? Uh, Todd Bell says uh, he believes why they won't go for a top receiver <laughs> is because of the BS scheme. Lock it all the time. As a wide receiver yeah. and someone that played the position myself, I don't want to block all game. I don't mind blocking. I don't mind getting dirty. I don't mind doing the little things that help us win games, but I don't make my money if I don't perform because yes, they can sit there and say, Hey, you are one heck of a blocker. You do your job better than most. But when they pull up my stats and say, Hey, you've only got 36 catches for 483 yards. They're not going to offer me that top tier money. So why would I want to come here and kind of handicap myself and, and lessen my value because you devalue the position. Now, they overvalued the safety and cornerback position. And I understand why, because of the years prior, especially with Jimmy Smith and all the guys before, year after year, our cornerbacks would go down. And they would go down in droves, like one after another. So I know they felt like, listen, we're not trying to ever get caught in that situation again because we saw that in, I think it was 2014, I believe, the game against the Patriots, when we had Rashawn Melvin who gave up 283 yards and like four touchdowns by himself. Yeah. I'll never forget that one. But what's the reason why the Ravens just refuse to recognize or place any emphasis on the receiver, the receivers? Like, why is that a, why is that an issue? And I get the mentality that like defense wins games that mm -hmm. takes you so far. I'll agree. Your defense has to be solid. I, I absolutely agree. But I think that the, our, you know, I think our team just really lacks balance. So you can't just say, well, defense, we're going to invest 90% in you. And then we're going to give the offense 10%. And by that 10%, we're talking Lamar Jackson. Like right. he is the offense. And when I look at teams like the Bengals, like the Bills, like, you know, when I, when I look at these teams that have these great wide receivers and not just one we're not talking about one because if one goes down if one is injured or one can't play or one is ill you've got plenty more to choose from and then I look over at our side and we just look so scantily clad and it's concerning <laughs> and I'm just wondering why doesn't the organization place more of an emphasis on the wide receiver position well in my humble opinion they don't place value on that position because we won a Super Bowl without it. 2000, Brandon Stokely, Kadri Ishmael, you know, uh, Travis, uh, injured Travis Taylor, even though he didn't play in the Super Bowl, but we won a Super Bowl without it um, in 2012. Anquan Bolden, I don't think that they've really valued him as much as we as a fan base did or Joe did. Like once we got Q, this offense had a dramatic change. And give credit to Tory Smith. And Jacoby, give credit to them, but they won two Super Bowls with moderate to average 
QB play. Then in turn, you have to blame Lamar Jackson. Lamar Jackson came in here in 2019, led the league in touchdown passes with probably the worst receiving core in the NFL. And he did it on the least amount of passes. So not only did he lead the league, the efficiency was there. And with that, the Ravens said, oh, well, if he can do this with these guys, if we bring in some people that we think are moderately okay, he's going to do wonderful things. If we just invest in the defense and we shut teams down a little bit more, things will go a little bit better. You're, you said moderately okay. Is Are we referring to Prochet? Look, I hope we'll Coach, talk about him later, I'm sure. But look, Coach, when I think of moderately okay, I definitely don't think of Prochet. Channel three just. He just bothered me this evening and today. He just, a lot of things that he did just kind of bothered me. But... I mean, listen, it, for some reason, and, and Coach Evans said it in his stream, shout out to him. He said Prochet is snake bitten. It just seems like every time yeah. Prochet gets an opportunity or something comes up, like he had an outstanding catch and run. Like I was yeah. sitting there, I jumped up and started cheering. But of course, not paying attention to where he was on the field, he stepped out of bounds. Um, he gets the opportunities, but he just, he messes them up. Right. So then I can't endorse the moderately piece. <laughs> I just expect more. I would expect more. If I'm going to label someone as moderately acceptable mm-hmm. or moderately appropriate or moderately successful, Prochet, it's just, just not it. It's just not it. I mean, listen, Tyler Wallace, Prochet, even, oh. Debra, even Debra Duvernay, not it. You know, not Debra- it. Everyone told me that, oh, we signed Demarcus Robinson. He has a foul. He has fifteen hundred yards in his career, and I'm like, that's playing with Patrick Mahomes over four over four years. They're like, oh, he was the number four receiver. I'm like, well, it's not my fault he couldn't beat out Miko Hardman. It's not my fault he couldn't beat out Byron Pringle. His play dictated him not being on the field. But you think he's going to come here and make waves? And then he came in, and in training camp, everybody's like, oh, look at him. He's just this dog. He's our number one. He had five drops today. The drops. Missed opportunity. That's what I would say for the entire offense. Missed opportunity between the penalties, the interceptions, the drops. Like, just nothing was working. Right. This team, I just really feel like, and and I don't know how much of it I can say is attributed to the fact that I think um, I saw somewhere on social media where uh, the quarterback said today, I need to remember his name. I don't even remember his name, but the quarterback said um, that he didn't even know that he was going to start until like today. He didn't know that he was going to start. And I think it was because everybody was thinking, well, Tyler Huntley, his shoulder or his arm is going to be better by tomorrow. And we'll just ice it, therapy it, whatever. And he'll be okay to start. Mm -hmm. And then no. Game to, almost like a game time decision, and so he didn't really know that he was going to to start. So, yeah. I mean, kudos to him for being able to get us some points today. That's that's impressive. It's not going to be enough. <laughs> Listen, I don't know. I don't know why he didn't know he was going to start. The rest of the world knew because because of the uncertainty with Lamar, we had to keep Huntley out. You know, so I think Huntley was going to be a healthy scratch regardless because we don't know what the status is of Lamar Jackson. And if we went out there and got Huntley hurt, that means Anthony Brown was going to go into a playoff game. His first start was going to be a playoff game. We couldn't have that. So, you know, once again, he should have just looked at the, the bigger picture, unlike the coaches, 
and said, ah, let me maybe prepare a little bit harder because uh, I'm about to get my shot. Let me practice. Let me re read the playbook. Let me just go over fundamentals, like, you know, maintaining the ball. Don't fumble. And then I got to thinking, I said, okay, you know, Harbaugh doesn't like when the ball is fumbled. That's one of his, you know, big things, like don't fumble the ball. And I'm like, oh gosh, he's going to put, what's his name? Anthony Brown. He's going to put Mr. Brown, our quarterback. He's going to put him in the doghouse. I was like, oh no, he can't because we don't have anybody else. So never mind. <laughs> all right. All right. So I see we, we're having some uh, technical difficulties once again. Okay. We got a $20 tip from more in peace. Appreciate you, brother. He says, uh, greetings, young people. And thank you. Thank you for the tip. We also got a $1 tip from George Pickens. <laughs> rub it says, in, George. Rub it in. He says, well, Hendo, me personally, I love to block. I heard about this new Ravens podcast called YBR. So this must be the great Yolanda I've been hearing about. Yolanda, you wish I was a Raven right now, huh? Anyways, good luck in the playoffs. We're coming for you, George. We're coming for you when your rookie contract expires. You'd be a nice addition. We're sad that you're not with us right now, but you know. So you don't think that um we chose Ojabo. He did. He had a sack though. But you don't he think did. that you don't think that by the time that his contract comes up, they're not gonna lock him down. Uh you can you can clearly see, even with the limited quarterback, and listen, I love I love Chris Olave and I love Garrett Wilson. But you can clearly see that George Pickens may be the cream of that class. Six five body control. He can moss you. He can run by you. Like we truly, truly missed out on that on that dude. I I would hope that the Steelers would would lock him up on a deal. I really would because it would be shameful if they didn't. Um, but uh, listen, I, I don't. It's not final until it's final. So you never know. True. What's going on, Sharon? Sharon says, Hendo on Yolanda, do you two think that Lamar should come back and play with this team in the playoffs? I'll let you go first. Do I think Lamar should come back and play in the playoffs? Sharon, I'm going to tell you from my heart perspective, because I really care about Lamar as having been our quarterback these last few years, I would want him to. But I, on the other hand, I really don't. And the reason I don't want him to come back, because I feel like no matter what he does, he's going to be he's going to he's going to garner negative attention. So let's say he comes back and remember, he's been injured. So when you come back from an injury and I don't know the mechanics, I'm not a doctor. So I don't know, like when you come back from this type of injury, are you expected to be at 100 percent? Are you, you know, the first time that you step back on the field? I don't know that. But let's just say he's not 100 percent. He comes back at 80 percent. And we lose the game. Then the, then the, you know, the, the, everybody's going to expect, you know, everybody's going to say, oh, you see, Lamar can only win one game, one playoff game. We've been telling you this. You guys have thought, you know, like the Ravens have put all this stock into Lamar and he's got one playoff victory under his belt. The flip side, let's say he comes back and he doesn't play. I'm sorry. He, let's say he, he doesn't play for that game. Then it's going to be, oh, Lamar's holding out. Lamar's not really, you know, a team player. He's not really one to, to help his team. It's been seven weeks or eight weeks. By then it'll be seven or eight weeks. Oh, it's been seven weeks since his injury or eight weeks. I mean, clearly he's okay by now, right? So why didn't he play? So 
personally, I would love to see him back out there because I miss him. I miss watching football when Lamar is on the field. But more of me says, no, Lamar, please don't come back and play <laughs> because I don't want them to mislabel him as if we lose because it's a great possibility that, you know, now that we're playing the Bengals, we know that it's a great possibility that we will lose even if Lamar is on the field. Yeah, for me, shut it down. If he's not 100%, don't play. If he's 100%, don't play. Um, once again, like she said, he comes into this to this team and this offense. Listen, we got Cincinnati first game. We may have to play Kansas City next. In Kansas City, with this offense, we will not put up the points. We will not put up enough points to keep up with this team. So why go in there and embarrass yourself? Even if he sits out and people say, oh, you know, Lamar's just doing this for contract reasons. Come next season, when he goes to or plays for whatever team he plays for, all of this will be forgotten. No one will care that he did not play this playoff game. For me, it's like um, college football in the bowl games. All of the superstar players are like, why should I play in this bowl game? I'm about to go to the NFL. I don't want to David a job on myself. I'm going to go out here, keep myself healthy, prepare for next season, and get ready. It's it's nothing to be gained, in my opinion, from Lamar coming back. Um, I don't know about the rest of y'all, but we're not winning the Super Bowl. I said this before the season started. Everyone likes to say year in and year out, the Baltimore Ravens are Super Bowl contenders. When? You tell me when the Baltimore Ravens have been a Super Bowl contender. Have they been a perennial playoff team? Yes. But in my opinion, they have not been a favorite to win a Super Bowl in many years. Even when we won in 2012, we just happened to get hot at the right time. We weren't picked to win the Super Bowl. We weren't one of the teams discussed as one of those. So why come in, maybe possibly get hurt? And somebody said this um, earlier, why pull a, a RG knee? You know, he with, 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 the, with the Redskins, whatever they were at the time, he came back from his knee injury a little too early. He wore the brace. Yeah. Nada knocked the spirit out this man. And he lost a couple ligaments. Like, they were laying on the ground. And he's never been right since. So why would Lamar himself do that same thing? Yeah, I agree. As, as much as I want to see him, I really do. And I don't want to believe that we have seen the last of Lamar in a Ravens jersey. I don't want to believe that. But with each passing day, I, I wonder. You know, if there's merit to that statement. So just to be clear, if Lamar does decide to leave, are you gone? Bye. No, not even not even the thought. Like you're not even going to pause to make us Bye. believe that you're thinking about it. Bye. We're gone. See ya, Commanders. Here we come. Let's go, Dolphins. Speaking of, let's commanders. go, San Fran. Wherever he lands. Speaking that's, of Commanders, where's Caleb at? I need Caleb in here. I need I need him to do some explaining. Why the Cowboys lost to the Commanders, and and their oh, no. third string, and I'm sorry, and their third string quarterback, another rookie, starting his first game. Look what Brock Purdy did out there in San Francisco. All of these other teams can do things with their third string quarterback that we can't do with our backup. So Lamar in San Francisco would be a dream. That would he he would just he would excel with their current roster, and that's assuming you know they don't make any uh, changes to to their current offensive side of the ball he would be lethal out there with the with the San Fran 49ers we don't want that we don't we don't we don't like the 49ers over here we will if Lamar well I speak for me Yolanda likes them if Lamar ends up over in the 49ers Yolanda is going to like whatever team 
Lamar lands. Wherever he ends up after this offseason, that's I'll come by and check on you. I'll come by and check on all of the, the Ravens YouTubers. Just pop in every, you know, blue moon. Hey, how's it going? Long time no see. We're doing great over here. You've been keeping up with our record? Listen, I, I don't know if you've been listening, but if Lamar leaves, this is going to be Ravens online on gatekeepers via insert team name here. Okay. So Fair except enough. except for except for Washington. I can't do Washington. I'm I'm San I don't like the colors. I don't like, I know this is petty, but that's fine. I don't like the Washington Commanders colors, but that's, I will buy some maroon, garnet, gold, whatever their colors are. I will buy it and wear it because I'll be supporting Lamar. But yeah. I mean, I know, I know we're not alone. I, I'm sure people in the chat would feel the same way. Like, although you might be a Ravens fan, you'll still watch the team and you'll care about the Ravens. You care about Lamar too. He's been great for us. I think we care about Lamar a little bit more because what he actually means to this city and a lot of the fans aren't from here and they don't know what's going on. Lamar is a man of the people. When I tell you, I literally can go across the street to the store and Lamar will be just hanging out in there, buying people food, you know, taking autographs, hanging out with the kids. Yeah. It's a lot of, it's a lot of, and, and excuse my slang. It's a lot of thorough dudes that are famous. And I mean, it's a lot of rough and tumble dudes that are famous that don't come back to Baltimore. They don't hang out in the Baltimore streets. Lamar will go anywhere. And Lamar's protected. Listen, wherever Lamar goes at in Baltimore, he is protected. And we know that as a man, he cares about this team. He cares about the city. He does. The team aspect of it, I don't think they care as much. They just figure, listen, as long as y'all show up to the game, buy merchandise, and, and help us make a profit, it is what it is. We don't care what quarterback is here. So I think that's why people gravitate towards Lamar more than they do this team. Yeah. And, you know, Brady's biggest dream is for him to go down to Carolina. I'll take that. I'll take that. I hate – I'll listen, one session, I hate Lamar to the 49ers, but I guarantee you Kyle Shanahan would get the most out of him. Kyle Shanahan would make – listen – we could count the Super Bowls that he, Lamar, Christian McCaffrey, Brandon Ayuk, um, Debo, yeah. and uh, Kittles, and that defense, we would, listen, I think that they, if Lamar went to the 49ers, I think that they would be the first team in NFL history to win three consecutive Super Bowls. Hands down. Who could stop that offense? You couldn't. You put Lamar over there with all of those weapons. Who's going to stop him? Who's going to stop that team? No, Zeke. And isn't I mean, their defense the best in the league? They have the number one defense in the league. So you pair that that number one defense in the league with the addition of Lamar and his unparalleled talent. I'm just saying. I mean, but so do you want him to stay here? Do you want him to stay a Baltimore Raven? The only way I want him to stay is if there is a complete overall overhaul in the front office. If and I mean that starts with Sashi. And yeah, we're on we're on first name basis. Sashi. <laughs> um, I don't even know what Bisotti's name is. Is it Steve? Steven? Steve, Steve, Steve all the way down, all the way down to Harbs and these coordinators. Unless there's a complete overhaul, then no, I don't want him to stay because I don't feel as though they value him. I really believe that if Lamar were to go to another team and Rodney, he can go to Carolina. I do think that they would value him. But if, if Lamar with his talent and, he, and his personality and just his overall 
you know, just his presence, his aura, you take that to another team. They would support him. They would give him what they would listen. What is it that you need from us? What can we do to help you succeed? I believe they would do that for him. I don't think that the current coaching staff, the current, you know, organizational structure here in Baltimore would do that for him. So I would not want him to stay unless there's change. Facts, because, I mean, even just the little things and having his back, they yeah. don't do that here. A lot of us said during the offseason, Lamar should hold out. Hmm. Like, he should sit out a couple of games, let them know what they're missing, like not even show up for training camp. But as a true professional, he came in, even with the contract situation, but the constant nagging, the questions every time, Lamar, what are you going to do? Are you going to distance in the third? He still shows up. He is a pro's pro. And I know that NFL-wise, organizationally, he may not look and speak the way that they would prefer him to, to make him a face of the fran- of the league, the franchise. But look at how he carries himself. He does not do the things that these other quarterbacks do, you know? And I think that that's one thing that they honestly take for granted. Honestly. Yeah. I, he, I'm from Florida, so I will take it. He is, he's, he's homegrown for me. He's homegrown. He's from, he's from my home. So let's, let's go. It doesn't matter just because he's not, you know, that they don't think that he's as articulate or, you know, he's, he doesn't quite fit the mold or the bill as what the prototype of a great quarterback should, you know, how they should carry themselves or how they should present themselves. So what mm-hmm. he's getting the job done and he get it and he gets it done in such a remarkable and spectacular fashion. Everyone is enthralled when this man steps on the field. Right. You may say, you know, for the haters who say, you know, say, oh, you know, he's not this or he's not that. I bet they're tuned in every time he steps, steps foot on that field to watch. Thanks. Because he's just that electrifying. Yeah. And Todd Billing says, Lamar, you go to the Panthers. They have a bad roster. What do we have? I, I was just about to say, well, do we have one that's better? What do we have? Because then we can start talking about Prochet, Duvernay, Bateman, who's injury prone. I, I mean, I, I, Queen, OA. Let's no, I, I was talking about the offense because oh, that's who Lamar plays with. He doesn't play okay. with. I don't, want no, I don't want no problems. And we're not going to talk about, oh, wait, you know, we're not going to do that today because he got, what, didn't he get a half a sack? We talked about that, right? Half a sack? <laughs> so an he agent, stood up right oh. last week. He got half a sack this week. That's incremental improvement. <laughs> Once again. From week and, 16 where he was on the ground, the majority of the game, to last week, week 17, he was able to stand upright. And to this week, he gets a half a sack. Who knows what will happen in that first game, you know, that first playoff game. Once again, only in Baltimore do we celebrate mediocrity. And, uh, uh, I won't say that I'm celebrating it. I'll just say that, you know, I'm just recognizing it. Big up in it. So Brandon wants to know, uh, what's the list of possible coaches if we fire hogs? Listen, somebody said it in the chat. If if Sean McVay decides that he wants out of L.A., I'll take Sean McVay in a heartbeat. Oh, I would too. I'll take Eric Bieniemy. I'll take Mike Tomlin. I will take Brian Flores. There are a number of coaches I will take. Now, the Ravens may do some dumb stuff and let him go and hire Jim Harbaugh. Somehow they just switch from one to another and we just keep on with this nepotism and just this hierarchy of losing. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Bay Area, listen. I don't want to see it, but I I don't want to see Lamar in in, in the Bay, but I respect it. The only thing I respect about the Bay is the Golden State Warriors, NBA champions. Let's go. Let's go, Orlando Magic. We're working on it. <clears throat> working on it. What? 
Orlando. just shot out your team, so I was shouting out shouting out my team. You oh. just said that you like the Golden State Warriors, so I said, "Listen, go Magic, go Orlando Magic. We're working on it. No. Might not be this year or next year or the next five, ten, but we're gonna come back." My apologies. I thought we were talking about winners. Um, yeah. So Big Ray says always stole money from you. He did. He could have let that man get that half a sack. But listen, if this organization is the stand-up organization that they claim to be, they'll give Houston yeah. his bonus money. He'll they give won't. Houston that 500000 They won't. But I'm just saying, if they were a stand-up organization, they're not going to do it. And listen, I know you want to blame OA for this. I can't blame OA for this. Houston hasn't had a sack in, what, seven games? That's on him. And it's about, about seven games. That's on him. So Justin Houston messed up Justin Houston's bag. He had, listen, if he hadn't got that penalty the last game, it was a couple other games where he let guys slip out of his hands. He'd have had that five hundred thousand. So I'm not going. I blame OA for a lot of things, but this will not be one of them. No. All right. Let's see what else we got here. All right. So let's jump into your offensive and defensive players of the game. I'll start with defense if I can, if I may. You start where you want to start. <laughs> defense. I'm going to say. Hold on, excuse me one second. Excuse me one second. It was one and a half mil. I thought it was like 1.5 mil. Yeah, yes. yeah, that's right. One and a half. Yeah, that's right. That's what I read. I thought it was only 500,000. Never mind. Mm -hmm. OA, use a piece of dirt. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Go ahead. No, I'm just kidding. You just switched up on the OA like that? It was really? A, it was a joke. It was a joke. I, but I thought it was only 500,000, but 1.5 mil. That's terrible. Jesus. Yeah. I'm sorry. Go ahead. I'm going to go with Worley. He, he impressed me. I don't know why I didn't think much of him. Mm -hmm. I just thought, you know, he, he's going to be out here dawdling like some of these others. But I was I was fairly impressed with Worley. So, you know, I know he got cooked a couple of times on a couple of plays. I did. I did see that. And I was like, oh, try again. And he did. He came back and I thought he did pretty well. So. The defense, I thought overall. They were they were they were fair. They were pretty good. I'll, mm -hmm. I'll say that they were pretty good to be able to hold Burrow to what twenty six, you know, and, and company to twenty six, because I really thought mm -hmm. they would be up in the forties. I thought it would be like 44, 45 easily with what we had. Right. But so I'll, I'll go with Worley for offensive player of the game. Ooh. I'm going to pass on that one. I don't know. Let me skip. If you'll circle back with me, I might be able to come up with someone. But right now, nobody, no one stands out to stands me out to you. on offense. All right. So for me, defensively, of course, it had to be Roquan. He had 16 tackles. And listen, I don't know what happened during that game or who said what or if anybody spoke about that young man's mother. But he was clearly irritated throughout the whole game and oh. wanted to fight everyone. And I think that's why he played extra extra hard so i give him that um Worley, i give him credit because Worley, you know he started doing his little dances and his little stuff at some plays but after he got cooked i he give did. him credit i give him credit after he got cooked he was like you know what let me focus on this game and stop with this extra and he kind of right. settled down a little bit um as far as offensively and i actually put him in the thumbnail because listen you i have to give credit where credit is due i know y'all think i don't like the kid but i have to give credit and it's it's isaiah likely 
he had eight catches for 103 yards. He was our only offensive threat. Yeah. I mean, we, we didn't have JK in the game. Gus went out in concussion protocol and with no other receiving help around him, Isaiah likely stepped up. He was hard to bring down. He ran good routes. So that's going to be my offensive play of the game. Wouldn't you agree? Yeah, I can, I can stand by that. I can stand behind that. I think it, he would be, um, he would probably be the lone ranger in this category because outside of him, I think there was nobody else who really measured there. Nobody even comes close to him. Um, so without Andrew, without Andrews and, like you said, Gus went out without JK. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we were we were we were pretty pitiful. So yeah, I, I can I can agree with you with that one. Okay. And Todd Billen says, does Roquan deserve to be paid before Lamar? Seeing a bunch of Raven fans saying Smith should be top priority to sign in the offseason season over LJ. Your thoughts? Absolutely not. We're going to go in order of contribution to the team. Roquan, I, I I really appreciate that signing. I am glad we picked him up before the trade deadline. I am very happy. I'm very pleased with his level of play. I think he comes into a, I don't want to say a struggling defense, but I think we were at that time. We didn't seem to have an identity. And to me, Roquan just came in and developed this team. He came and insert, inserted himself as the leader that he is. So I'm not going to take anything from Roquan. When he is on the field, it is a difference. Now, he did not have a great game last week, but then again, who did on defense? Last week, the entire defense looked pathetic. But this week, Roquan, he found his stride. So absolutely, um, I, I agree. But to pay him before we pay Lamar, to me, that would be a slap in the face. Lamar has been here for how many years? Five. Lamar has done what for this team? Lamar has saved how many people's jobs in that front office? Because their chairs were very warm prior to Lamar taking over. So to not acknowledge that through compensation, right? And mm-hmm. to and to say, hey, Roquan, you just came here five minutes ago and we appreciate you and we appreciate what you bring to this organization. But our quarterback, who is basically the entirety of the offense, we're going to like pay him whenever we feel like it later on sometime down the line. I think that would be an absolute slap in the face. Okay. So, I mean, I, I, I 100% agree with you, but I think that the thinking from out of this is he should be a priority because they already know the franchise tag is reserved for Lamar. So they don't even equate that to having to, yeah, I, I know I see the face, but that's what it is. Listen, I don't have to worry about Lamar because what, listen, at the end of the day, last resort, I can just throw that tag on him and keep it moving. If Roquan hits the, hits the free agent market, he's gone. We're not going to give him, anywhere close to the money that he's going to command. And somebody said that uh, that he said he's a luxury, a great luxury to have. He is a great luxury to have. And I think that from the Baltimore Ravens standpoint of it, we value middle linebackers probably more than anyone because of Ray Lewis. And fortunate, unfortunate, Roquan is the closest thing that we've had to Ray Lewis. And that's what we've built our team on. Our whole franchise identity is that of Ray Lewis. Now, if you want to go with common sense, Roquan should not be a priority over Lamar because from what I'm hearing, from what I'm seeing, from my own opinion, Lamar's not playing on the franchise tag. 
Um, this is the only organization, and I'm glad that the pundits, even though it really doesn't matter, they've come around to the thinking of what franchise lets a top five franchise generational talent at QB go into his final year unsigned. Precisely. It's not the same comp, but Kirk Cousins was in a similar situation. They franchise tagged him twice. He's gone on to Minnesota to have some success, mainly because of the receivers there. But Washington has gone through 11 quarterbacks, and they still haven't settled in on anybody when they could have just paid Kirk Cousins. Now, we can franchise Lamar this year. We can franchise Lamar next year. We can franchise him a third year, which would be a little too much for us to handle. But think about this. As a team that was leery of giving him $23 million this year, Franchise tag for him next year will be between 45 and approximately $48 million, depending on what happens with Herbert and the rest of the in borough. If they get re-signed, that's going to up the market. Then the year after that, if we franchise tag him again, that tag is going to go up to between 52 and maybe $59 million. So that's two years of service with $100 million guaranteed. Now, if theoretically all it took to take to sign Lamar was $200 million guaranteed or maybe a six-year deal, is it not worth it? Would it not be? Because the math ain't math to me. You're going to get this man $100 million for two years, and then he's going to walk. Because if you franchise tag him that third year, I think the tag may go up to like $70 million. And you're not going to have $70 million on your cap for one season. I don't care how much the cap goes up. You're not going to do it. So you rented a player for two years in the hopes that his play declines enough that you can sign him on the cheap and it's not going to happen. So I don't understand what their rationale is. I don't understand what their thought process. I don't understand what their plan is personally with this organization because they handled this situation all wrong. I agree with you. I do. And I'm looking at a comment from Danity. Danity said it best. Her last comment, well stated and understood, it would absolutely be like, I think we're, our team is just fine without Roquan as a defense. I, I think we're okay. Do I think that he has a great level of contribution here? Sure, I do. But you subtract Lamar from the equation. And we have for the last, what, five games? How's that mm -hmm. worked out for us? I'll wait. How did the five games work out for us last year? Precisely. So, and I don't really know much about the franchise franchise tag, so I don't want to speak on it. Like, I, I want to read up on it and, and study it a little bit more. Like, what are Lamar's options? Does he have to play under a franchise tag if he chooses not to play? Does he have to just sit out? Can he request a trade? Do they do they have to honor it? What happens if they don't? Honor? Like, I have a lot of questions, so I don't know a lot about franchise tag and what the implications would be for that, but. I'm hoping it doesn't come down to that. I'm hoping that it's either they pay him or he requests a trade and they and they abide by it. Well, with the franchise tag, real quick, it depends on if they give him the non-exclusive or the exclusive franchise tag. With the exclusive franchise tag, it pretty much means you sign it, you play here, you get your money. Mm -hmm. If you give the non-exclusive tag, what happens is any team can give up two first-round picks mm -hmm. and still sign him. Now, uh -huh. as far as far as the sign and trade goes. On either, as far as the sign and trade goes with the franchise tag, he would first have to sign his tag, because even though they tagged him, if he doesn't sign that paperwork, he's still not officially a part of the team. So he can sit out the year if he so chooses, and not accrue another year of NFL experience. 
then the next year they could franchise tag him again, but I don't think they, they would want to play that game. So I just think that with the past history of the Ravens, with Hollywood, with Orlando Brown Jr., when somebody asks for a trade, they probably give it to him. We won't know until that time comes around because, once again, I, they, we see the importance of this team without Lamar. This offense without Lamar is horrid. And to do that for a 17-game season, I don't care who you bring. You can bring in Brett Favre. You can bring in Aaron Rodgers. We're not getting as far as we do with Lamar. Our team, our offense is laughable without him. It really is. It's a joke. Like, our offense without Lamar is really comical. Yeah, and then, listen, even MDT Sports said it. And even outside of coming to the games, what, amaze, what amazes me about Lamar is – the respect that he gets from his peers in a game, but also the respect that he just gets from celebrities that aren't even into sports. I hear people just on random TV shows just like, yeah, that Lamar Jackson is somebody special. And he's a respectable young man. Who else do you see in press conferences? Yes, man. Yes, sir. Nobody. Southern hospitality. I don't know about all that, but we're, and we're going to let that go. Cause listen, we've heard other, we've heard other guys from Florida. Oh, yeah. We've heard other guys in Florida speak. Oh, I know. I know. <laughs> All right. So now let's go to our rises and fallers. If you have any individuals mm-hmm. that you feel like should be elevated, giving shout outs to, or any players that you feel like, listen, we need you off the scene right now because your play is just going down, 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 like Nelly in that song. Hmm. The fallers would be the entire offense minus likely. They just, yeah, that, that was really, that was really sad. It was really, really pathetic. So Sands likely everyone else on the offense just didn't, they didn't, they didn't do it for me. Okay. My riser. Oh, wait, I'm just kidding. Just kidding. Just kidding. My riser would definitely be Roquan. So that's why I didn't include Roquan in the previous, um, question because I, I I reserved him because like I said last week he did not have a great game but then again no one from the on the defense side of the ball had a good game had a great game so I would think that Roquan bounced back this this week he had a he had something on his mind and you could you could see it he wanted to to prove a point he wanted to come back and and put this defense back where it belongs which is in a commanding presence and he did that so he would definitely be my riser. All right. Risers for me, I'm going to go with Anthony Brown. So you pretty much come into, you come into the facility and the team's like, guess what? You're starting this week mm-hmm. with a flawed game plan and wide receivers that I wouldn't wish on the Pittsburgh Steelers. He comes in, he goes 19 of 44. He has 286 yards. I can't remember the last time a Ravens quarterback had 286 yards, including Lamar. Now he did have the two turnovers. He had the fumble, which I don't put the fumble on him because we shouldn't have been, we shouldn't have put that young man in that situation. Even, even if it weren't that close to halftime, you don't put in a rookie QB making his first start during the first half, put him up against the goal line and have him pass. Like that's just horrible, horrible coaching. But I think that after that, going into the second half, he played well. If he hadn't had, I think we had like seven or eight drops as a team. Without those, he goes over 300 yards. You know, um, he didn't have Andrews. He didn't have Dobbins. He didn't have Kevin Zeitler playing. So just with that alone, 
I think he would have played a little bit better. So I give him credit. Listen, I think I I hope I would pick him as my backup over Tyler Huntley. Tyler Huntley can't make throws down the field. So if Lamar does come back, I would rather keep Brown than Huntley. Um, another riser, and I never thought I'd be saying this, but we have a lot of slim pickings to go from. I'm going to go with Justice Hill. Justice Hill had seven carries for 34 yards. He ran hard. Like, the blocking was not the best, but he ran hard. Um, he gave it his all. With J- with uh, Gus going down, he had to carry the ball a little bit more. He also played special teams. So I give him credit. Um, David Ajabo. I'm going to big up that little kid. From what he went through in February, tearing up his knee or his ACL or whatever he had, coming back in and actually getting a sack, especially with limited playing time. This is only his second game. He probably he got it on his seventh snap. So I give him credit. As far as fallers go, we got to go with Demarcus Robinson. Demarcus Robinson. And it says it right here. Demarcus couldn't catch a cold standing outside butt naked in the middle of winter while having cold water poured on him. And I truly believe that. Everybody thought he was the man, but he he just he dropped some easy passes. And then even when he catches the ball, you can see him just carrying the ball like a loaf of bread. He holds the ball out. That's why he fumbled in that one game that we lost because he doesn't he doesn't consistently take care of the ball. Um, let me make sure Coach Evans. A loaf of bread. That was good. I hope you yes. guys are having a good time. If you're having a good time, hit the like button. And if you're not, it's okay. Don't worry about it. Hit the subscribe <laughs> button. Come back. Watch another video. I promise you'll have a good time. Whatever you do, it doesn't matter. Just hit a button. Just hit something. Um I had to make sure Coach Evans wasn't in here. Um, my my second faller is going to be James Prochet. Now, the whole talk all offseason, oh, these guys, they needed a chance. They needed an opportunity. In college, James Prochet and Tylen Wiles were two of the most contested catchers, highest contested catchers in college football. They just need the opportunity. We're not giving them a chance. Prochet, you've had your chance. Now, they have not been many. They've been far and few between. So to me, when you get so little chances, you need to make each and every one of those opportunities count. He has not. It's either been a penalty, it's been a drop, he's come up short, he's just not been what I thought he could be. Now, me personally, I thought Prochet could be a 15-catch, 200-yard receiver. Now, shout out to the man, Couch Rider Raven. He made a bet with Lunch Break Hot Take that Prochet would have 800 yards on the season. I'm not sure. Well, I'm not, I know I'm not, I don't have to be sure. I'm for certain Prochet doesn't have 80 yards on the season. So that tells you that there. Um, my my last and my biggest faller, it has got to be this clown car, this circus of a coaching staff, uh, an organization that decided this is the product we're going to put on the field. Now I know this year. Like last year, a lot is going to be put on the injuries that we had. Oh, Lamar was injured. Calais Campbell went out a few games. Some other people. Every team has injured players. San Francisco is down to its third-string quarterback. Mr. Irrelevant, the last pick of the draft. Um, Kittles has been out. Other teams have had injuries and brought in pieces. What I've been told this whole offseason is, Eric DaCosta is a genius. Look at how he brings in quality depth. What does depth matter when they can't help you when you need them? So either you have depth or you have injuries. 
But if your depth overcomes those injuries, isn't that the point? Isn't that what it's supposed to be for? Not just to have guys on your roster. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> no, stop talking, Percy. Not just to have depth on your roster. Now, Harbaugh, he wants to zag when everybody else is zigging. And that's what we've been doing. And he also does that when it comes to winning. While other teams are making moves to get better to win, we're making moves to become status quo. <clears throat> Eight, nine, 10, 11 win season, make the playoffs, look good to the fan base, brag about how many years we've been to the playoffs, and then move on to the next year. We are not serious about winning the championship. We have not made any moves to kind of project us into the upper echelon of teams in the NFL. Now, I know somebody came in here and said, listen, um, Kyle Hamilton balled out this game. He didn't ball out. He just played He played okay. You know, he played, he played like average NFL players play. And my rebuttal is he was a top 15 pick. Top 15. And we're going to say that his four tackles, not to mention his three missed tackles, is okay. That's fine for a 14th overall pick. And part of it isn't isn't Hamilton. Part of it is the coaching staff and the positions that they put him in. Part of it is the schemes that we're running, the players that we're using, and we don't seem to change. It's a, listen, this is how we run our organization. If you don't like it, go sit at the end of the bar and have a drink. But guess what? And I promise you all this in the chat. This time next week, John Harbaugh will be sitting at the bar, having himself a drink, wondering what went wrong this season. Absolutely. I, I totally agree with you. What's going on, Jose? We've got lunch break, hot take in the house. Listen, if you have not already, which I'm sure pretty much most of you are, make sure you go over to lunch break, hot take, like, subscribe, check out their videos. They have hot stuff. Also, check out their Ring Kings podcast. Last night, listen, after the Big Tank Davis fight, they had a part, They had a live stream. I think, what, we went to like 2.30 in the morning or so. When I say dedication, they puts in the work. Jose and Brody do their thing. So make sure you go over there and subscribe. Also, my man Shook Knight, make sure you go over to Shook Knight 323. Check out his channel. He has a podcast. He has a channel, a show. Steel Conspiracy. Ravens Steelers. Now, Shug, I did want to bring this out. I didn't want to say it, but my man Davon, he sent me a message about your Pittsburgh Steelers and their sack celebration. Did you did you happen to see that sack celebration, Yolanda? I did. How tasteless? How, oh, it was three a.m. I'm sorry. How tasteless was that? Very, very. And Steelers were eliminated today from the playoffs. I hear. Is that true, Shug? Yeah, yeah. You're always at the ball because your team isn't any good, and they're classless. A resuscitation celebration. Uh, who listen? As your teammate, if you even came to me and asked me to do that celebration, we fighting. Yeah. After all we went through this past week, like the trauma that this caused the football community and people outside, that's what y'all want to play with? That's, that's not okay. It's not okay. But listen, they got what was coming to them. Listen, shout out to Mike Tomlin, class act. I'm pretty sure he has something to say about that. But shout out I to hope. him. Once again, he showed you with a bad roster, a mediocre rookie quarterback, what a real head coach is supposed to do. The Steelers at one point were three and eight. We all were making fun of the Steelers saying Tom is going to get his first losing season of his career. And what did he do? He reeled off six straight wins to finish above 500 once again. 
All right, now let's move on to our next segment. We're going to get into the good, the bad, and the ugly. So tell me what you believe is the good, the bad, and the ugly of this last game, of the season, of this organization. Just let them know how you feel. The good, I'm going to say, is the fact that our defense rebound from last week. It was good to see them operating as a unit, operating mm-hmm. as a whole. Um, I don't think that they were A-plus today because there were several missed opportunities from missed tackles, lack of pressure, missed sacks. Why couldn't we bring Joe Burrow down? I don't understand. So it wasn't that their that their performance was perfect or even close to perfect, but I was very pleased with their, their style of play overall. And kudos to, to, to Justin Houston. I, I really do, like you said earlier, I hope the Ravens give him that half a sack, they probably won't. But nonetheless, I was really pleased and very, um, very grateful that last week was pretty much an enigma for our defense because we've been doing very well as of late. So good to see that history from last week did not repeat itself over this week. We'll need to have them do much better in a week when we play the Bengals yet again. So hopefully they'll watch the tape clean up the mistakes, go back to the fundamentals, tackling. That is like your primary assignment as a defensive player, like figure it out. The bad, I'm going to say the bad was, I keep going back to this and I know we scored points, but the offense just, I don't know. I don't know what it was. I just was not, I was not pleased with the offense today. And and true enough for Anthony Brown, is it Antonio Brown? Anthony. AJ Brown. Mr. Brown. For our quarterback today, um, he he came in and he did well. He he, he did okay. Uh, and, and part of it could be he's new. He's a rookie quarterback. But then when we talk about do we give excuses? For a person who is a rookie, well, then you look over at San Francisco and you see the success of Brock Purdy and you say, okay, so it is doable. It is doable to have a winning record with Mm -hmm. a rookie quarterback with no experience in the league. They get their opportunity of a lifetime because their starters go down similar, you know, exact same scenario here. So I, I, I would have wanted a little bit more from this offense. And it might just come from experience. It might come with experience for him. And I don't know enough about Anthony Brown, AJ Brown. I don't know enough about him. So I'll, I'll, I'll see. I hope he's not our starting quarterback when we play the uh, Bengals again. I, I certainly hope he's not, but if he is, we'll, we'll see. I still think we're going to be one and done, but, but nevertheless, the ugly I'm taking it to the entirety of the coaching staff. And it's not, and and if I may, it's not just this game that I'm lumping the ugly into. I'm saying this game paralleled so many other games that we've played where I feel like our team is just underprepared for these games. How is it that the starting quarterback had no idea? And we talked about it earlier. How is it that he didn't, you know, have any idea up until this morning this after, you know, like the first part of the morning, like, oh, by the way, you're going to be starting. Well, everybody else knew, like, you know, how can you be the last to know? So with that, I, I just really don't like the methodology of the current coaching staff. 
So that is going to be my ugly. And it just is not for this particular game, but it's really for the, for the entirety of the season. All right. All right. So for me, my good is going to be, we clinched the playoff berth early because if we had not, we wouldn't be going to the playoffs. This team looks terrible. Um, my bad is going to be Coach Harbaugh. Listen, 15 years, still does not know clock management. He still does not know when to use his timeouts. He still doesn't know when to challenge. These teams are undisciplined. Um, we get penalties at the wrong time. Offensively, he has no input. Defensively, he has no input. He, to me, is just a man about the building. I think they use John Harbaugh for media purposes. You know, he never knows what's going on with the defense. He never knows what's going on with the offense. It's a surprise to him that this player played. He didn't play. He only got this many snaps. You are the overseer of everyone on this team. How do you not know what's going on? Um, for me, the ugly is going to have to be this organization. The fact that we don't have a clue in what direction we want to go going forward. I think we're winging it. We figured, look, we've got Lamar. He's going to will us to victory, and we'll just add pieces here and there. You know, we'll bring people in like a Marcus Williams, a Calais Campbell, Marcus Peters to shut people up. This will shut them up to show them that we're serious, even though we're clearly not serious by most of the moves that we made. Um, I just think that they need to do better. And before we move on, we got a couple more tips. Once again, I apologize. I don't know what's been going on with my stream elements, but what we got a $3 tip from Brandon Buck. Appreciate you, bruh. Um, he says, who is worse, Kimes or EDC? Are you familiar with Kimes, the general manager for the Arizona Cardinals? I am not, but I just don't think it gets worse than EDC. I'm not a fan. Well, Brandon, I'm going to have to let you know the worst general manager is going to have to be Steve Kime. Um, And the reason that I say that is, for one, and please no one get offended by this, Kime is a drunk. He's a drunk. You're a general manager. You are one of the figureheads of an organization, a representative, especially one of the few general managers that likes to have press conferences, be in the media, um, just be out there on camera. And you're out here getting DUIs, not DUI, DUIs. Not to mention a lot of the skeptical moves that you made as a general manager. Now, for me, one of the biggest ones was the Steve's Wilk Steve Wilkes incident where you hired this black head coach Kudos to you, I guess. I say that sarcastically. This man was not allowed to hire his own coaching staff. Now, for me, that is the worst. Don't give me a job and expect me to hold up a standard of expectation, but not let me bring in the pieces, or as Coach Evans says, the groceries that I need to make this meal. Um, you drafted a quarterback I told you that I did not want, and most people thought Josh Rosen was not that dude. You give me a quarterback I don't want. You give me a coaching staff that I'm not familiar with and that I don't want. Then we lose and you replace me after one year with, which makes worse, a college, co a college coach that had a losing record. Cliff Kingsbury was a loser in college, but somehow you thought he was going to come to the NFL and be a winner. So that makes that situation we just went through equally as bad. Now, as far as Eric DaCosta, Eric DaCosta, I see NBC Sports says he is the worst. And, and in essence... Eric Acosta is the worst because he doesn't know how to draft. He did not take that blueprint that Ozzie Newsom left for him and worked it and put and tried to, tried to perfect it in his own mold. Now, Ozzie was not 
the greatest GM of all time. And I know a lot of people in the comments is always like, Ozzy had misses too. But there's one thing that Ozzy had that Eric DaCosta doesn't. And those are hits. I'm not even going to speak about the Hall of Fame resume that he's drafted. But Ozzy hit on players. Now, granted, we might have had six picks, and one or two out of each draft might have been somebody serviceable. One out of every nine picks might have been somebody that was great. Who, aside from Hollywood Brown, honestly, has worked out for this team? Linderbaum, so far. But it's early. It's still early. I'm sorry, my man man Linderbaum. You're right, Linderbaum. But more importantly, I think that Eric DaCosta is a product of being stuck between a rock and a hard place. He is one of the few general managers in the NFL that cannot hire nor fire his head coach or the or the coordinators. I think he's been put in an unenviable position to where he has to run a team kind of with an asterisk. Like, yes, I want to get certain players, but I need certain players to fit to fit this coach's scheme. I need certain players that play the Raven way. Now, I wanted to take us in a different direction as far as the Ravens go, but I'm kind of stuck behind this head coach. Now, to make things worse and make it more awkward, he's my neighbor. When I go to my backyard and have a pool party, I got to look at this dude. So I can't sit here and draft the players that I want and bring in the people that I want and then still have to go out and have a relationship with this guy. But for me personally, if you, and I tell my job this all the time, if you don't want me as an employee, it's fine. But you're not going to fire me for something I didn't do. You're going to fire me on my own merit. You're going to fire me on my work performance. So what it is, is I'm going to bring in the tools, the trades, and the thought process of what I need to do to get things done. So if I do lose my job, it was all on me. You know, we did it my way. Like the song goes. So in, in that aspect of it, Steve Kahn is a much worse. And also we got a $20 tip from my man, Ferris Muthana. Appreciate you, Ferris. He said, blessed with this amazing stream. Thank you. No, thank you, Ferris, for showing up. Who is Steve Kahn drafted? He drafted Kyle Murray. He drafted uh, Isaiah, uh, Simmons. He drafted, he traded for uh, D-Hop. We could have got D-Hop. I mean, at least I give, listen, at least he went out and he did that. I give, I give him that. I give him that. So, yeah. All right. We need to start that. We need to start the initiative. Bring D-Hop to Baltimore. That's if Lamar stays. That's that We need to start that if Lamar stays. Now, if he doesn't, then, you know, okay. Well. I've been thinking about that for the past couple of weeks. Um DeAndre Hopkins, amazing talent. But I think that right now, I'm not, I'm not, I'm torn. I want him to come, but is he the D hop of old? He's been battling through some injuries, some personal things. I mean, now granted, listen, I know y'all gonna roast me in in, in, in the chat. He's damn sure better than everything that we have on this roster, Bateman included. But my thing is it it's dependent upon the money that he wants. And I know he's he's still owed a lot of money on his contract. If we can get even 80% of the D-hop of old, let's go for it. But if we're just going to bring somebody in that's going to constantly be injured, I, I, I might have to press pause on that because we don't have the coaching staff. We don't have the trainers. Steve Saunders isn't the guy to help people back from injury. Derek Wolf had his video. He said they work us too hard. I'm suffering from injuries I've never had throughout my football career. And I've been playing football since I was six. I come here and work out with this man one for one season, and now I have all these ailments. I'm re-aggravating injuries that I haven't had in two or three years. So, I mean, listen, if the price is right, 
you know what? Forget the price. I think that the Ravens, if they want to be seen as uh, as being serious, having a commitment to Lamar Jackson, I think they need to go out and get him. Absolutely. You've got to, you know, show me. Don't don't show me with your words. Show me with your actions. If you're serious about my success as your quarterback, as your franchise quarterback, so you want to call me, who are you bringing? What top tier wide receiver are you bringing? And I just don't, I wouldn't, you know, if I were Lamar, I'd say, don't just bring one. One is great. But what happens if that one goes out? What happens if that one can't play? Then what? Then we dip into our bag and pull out crochet. Duvernay? No, we have Deshaun Jackson. I don't know. We're going to have him next year. We just got rid of DJ. Uh, what's his name? Who Deshaun Jackson. Deshaun Jackson. Right. And I think he's fed up. He put out a tweet. And I, I mean, he put out a, a I saw something it. on Instagram. I don't know if that was directed toward the Ravens, but the, just, just the timing of it. Like, listen, I'm not here to play games. I came out of retirement. To, to win a chip. I came out of retirement to play with Lamar Jackson and right. you're playing these roster move games. Like you're cutting me. And I know for as, as, as a football player and a veteran, a lot of this sometimes has to do with pride. Mm-hmm. Like I came out to help y'all and you cut me. Even if you telling me you bring me back next week for the playoffs, pride wise, I don't want my kids to see that I got cut by a team. Right. You know what I'm saying? So I just think that we make a lot of bad moves. All right, so we've been in here for over an hour and 15 minutes. Let's get ready to get through these last couple of segments and wrap this thing up. So, Yolanda, ma'am, if you could, can you give me your thoughts on this regular season as it has come to an end? Um, I'll say that before the season began, I was really excited. I was very, very optimistic of our chances to be better than a 10 and 17, 10 and 17 this year. I thought we could actually contend with the Buffalo Bills, the Bengals. You know, I thought the Chiefs, we could give them a run for their money. I didn't say we'd win all the matchups, but I just really thought that we could do better than what we did. And part of me is wondering, you know, as I'm looking back in retrospect, you know, in hindsight, I'm thinking, well, why would I think that? And I think I I bought into the mindset that give our guys a chance, Mm -hmm. give our young receivers a chance. Don't count them out just yet. They're working hard. They're going to show you that all they need is an opportunity. That's all they need. And they're going to show why they belong on this roster and why they belong uh, on this team and and put some respect behind their names. And I really thought that we would go a little bit further than where we are. And that's not to say a 10 and, you know, our our record is horrible. It's, it's Mm -hmm. not, but the fact that I really believe that we are a one and done team in the playoffs. And now with the uncertainty of who we're going to have at quarterback, knowing that we're playing the Cincinnati Bengals, seeing how good of a team they are, seeing how deep their roster is, it's an uphill climb for us. And so overall, my thoughts for the season is that I'm just, I'm not going to say I'm wholly disappointed I, I think that's too strong uh, of a phrase, but I will say that I'm uh, I'm a bit, uh, I don't want to say sad, but I, I think I'm a bit uh, numb right now because I'm more concerned about what's going to happen in the off season with Lamar than I am how we're going to perform against the Bengals in, in a week or two. So we saw how we performed against the Bengals today. And right. I don't think it'll be much, much different, no matter who you put there 
I mean, if you, even if you put Lamar there, I don't, I don't know that that will be successful, but anyway, so just not really pleased with the Ravens overall, because I have a lot of concerns for the future. Okay. Now as for me, like I told you before the stream, I'm not upset at all. Like me, my feeling on the season is smug. I think that's where I'll go. I'm smug because I told you all before the beginning of the season, not only did I predict the record at 10 and seven, I told you that offensively this team was going to be abysmal. I said that. I said that the defense is not going to be up to par. I said that this draft class is not going to have the effect that you all believe that it would have. So for me, the season's playing out the way that I saw it. Now, the one thing that I hope that I am wrong about is Lamar leaving. Hopefully, hopefully, listen, what's today? Sunday, my birthday is Wednesday. And I pray, I know it can't happen Wednesday because we got a playoff game, but I pray for my birthday, we get a new head coach. I pray Bashadi says, you know what? I don't see this going anywhere. I don't see this getting any better. We need to bring in a new head coach. So on a season, you know, it is a little disappointing because of the expectations that we had. Um, we have Lamar Jackson as the quarterback. And I think that if we better protected him and we didn't put so much of the burden on his shoulders, he wouldn't get hurt. Now, a lot of people say, oh, why would you give him a fully guaranteed contract? Because he's been injured the last two years. He got injured in Buffalo. But let's take a look at it. He got injured in Buffalo picking up an errant snap because you didn't get this man a real center. Now, we had a real center. He doesn't get concussed. Things may be a little bit different. Last year, routine play. He got hit on a semi-late hit. But once again, I've learned that most players get injured when their muscles are fatigued. If Lamar is your leading passer, if Lamar is your leading rusher, I don't care how young you may be. I don't care how in shape you are. The NFL is a grind. Um, I saw I saw an article from a man and he said this is the one thing that I don't think people think about when it comes to football. He said, listen, we train all year round to get in shape for football, but we literally, literally play five minutes a game. If you think about it, he was like every play is in between a 40 minute clock. And plays last between 10 to 12 seconds apiece. So they're literally not playing for 60 minutes. If this game can take that toll on them in 10 to 12 second increments, what do you think happens over the course of a season? And Lamar's getting weighed down. He's getting weighed down. He's getting weighed down. Then when he gets that one hit, that fatigue muscle says, you know what? I'm out. And now you're looking at him like, oh, you can't stay healthy. But what have we done as a team to protect him to stay healthy? And Shanti, thank you for stopping by. He says, do you think bringing in D-Hop would affect Bateman's confidence and show the team they don't believe in him? Personally, and I don't want to be crass, I don't want to be rude, I don't give a darn, honestly, how it makes him feel. You are a professional. You are making millions of dollars. Now, the question wasn't asked, hey, Patrick Queen, would you be offended or your confidence be hurt if we bring in Roquan Smith? And we see how that worked out for us, regardless if his feelings were hurt or not, regardless if he believed the team didn't believe in him, because we all know we didn't. And they still don't, but it improved his play. You put someone beside him to teach him how to be a professional, how to work on his craft, how to ease the burden on him. So whether you like it or you don't like it, you put somebody opposite of Bateman. Now Bateman becomes our number two. He can go out here and eat. Maybe he doesn't get hurt because he doesn't have to play as many snaps. He doesn't have the burden of putting this passing offense on his back and carrying his team. So would it hurt his confidence? Couldn't care less. Bring in the talent, bring in somebody to help him, because apparently all of you guys that thought Tylen, Anquan Bolton, Junior Wallace 
James, bring me off the bench in, in crunch time crochet. Devin Duvernay, I'm just a special teams ace, was going to come in here and really make a difference for Lamar. And I said it at the beginning of the season. We just have literally wasted another year of Lamar. We have. I agree. Sorry for the rant. I mean, I didn't mean a rant, but you know, you know, some of these questions just, 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 just need to be answered. You know, I get, a, I get, I get a little antsy when they start talking about my quarterback, especially with the fact that this be, this is the last regular season game, and it literally could be the last time we saw Lamar in a Ravens uniform. Like, low key, I'm not an emotional person, but it hurts to think that this guy has to go somewhere else. It hurts that I might have to pick a new team or a second team. I'll still root for the Ravens. You know, I might cover them for like five minutes. But this, 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 listen, this stream is going to turn into the Lamar Jackson show. Wherever he may be, please come back. <laughs> All right. I think, so. I think so. Next question. Do you think Lamar is going to play next week? And I, this is, I think, the biggest question of the offseason to date. Do you think that he will actually play next week? No, I don't. I don't think he's physically able. I don't think he's physically ready to play. Lamar loves the game too much. And if he is out, if he, I don't think he's holding out. I don't think that's what he's doing. And the fact that he didn't, he wasn't, he was not a go today. I don't see things being different in a week, but that could be a, my timetable could be completely wrong. I don't see him playing. And I really hope he doesn't for the reasons I said earlier in response to Sharon's question. I really don't want him to play. We lose, and then we're pinning the blame on Lamar. Like, see what I mean? This is what I'm saying. This is why we shouldn't pay him. This this is why he's not worth this money because, you know, he comes back. We gave him sufficient time. We rested him. He was actually ready to go in week 18, but we chose to keep him out another week because we wanted to make sure he was 100%. He came out 100%, and we still lost. So I don't want that narrative attached to him. So I really I, – but I don't think he's going to play – but more importantly, I just really hope he doesn't. Even if he is ready to go, I hope he doesn't. Okay, so Danny says, I want Lamar to play next week and have his best game ever. That would be a dream. Otherwise, I don't want him to play and face all the blame. That would be awesome, Danny. Um, yeah. It would be awesome for him to come in off the bench hurt, show the team what they've been missing these last few weeks, and, and will us to a win. But... I don't want him to do that because in the next week we're going to go into Kansas city and get Molly whopped. And then it's going to be like, Oh, look, Lamar Jackson lost by 48 points in a playoff game. I don't want to see that. I don't want that to happen to my QB. I mean, it would be great to see him play one last time because we don't know what the future holds, but. Listen. And, and to your, and to your point, Danity, I think that even if Lamar comes back, he cannot do it alone, not against the Cincinnati Bengals team. And because we have not given him the proper weapons for him to be successful, I just, even if he comes in and has the game of his career, the game of his life, he can't do it by himself. I know some people like to think Lamar can, and he puts the team on his back. And we've heard that phrase a million times. But when I look at the bill, uh, when I look at the Bengals and how they play today, right. it's going to take it's going to take a Herculean effort to beat them. And right now with our current roster, even if we put in that X factor, who is our favorite Lamar, I, I just don't know that it's going to be enough. Facts. And 
Shout out to More and Peace, my man, Eric L. Appreciate you once again. Listen, got a $25 donation. He says, for the probability of Mr. J playing next week. Well, hopefully we answered that question. Uh, my probability is 50-50. Now, I think that the competitor in him wants to play. I think that he's itching to get back on there because he loves his teammates and he wants to do it for them. Um, I think contractually, I would hope Pete – people in his camp tell him sit your butt down because i know he's rushing i know he's rushing to get back but i hope that his mother his counsel his friends listen this is the one time that you have to be firm sit back this team doesn't care about you they have not put you in a position to be successful don't go out here tarnish your legacy possibly hurt yourself and be on espn sitting next to rg knee talking about college football so hopefully that answers. Also, once again, Eric L with a $30 donation. Bruh, you are too kind. Like, I appreciate you are too kind. Yeah. Bruh, listen, listen, the love I feel, like I tell you all the time, you humble me. So we got another $30 donation from a man more in peace. He says, for terrific and dynamic show, Hendo and Yolanda. Appreciate oh, you. Thank you. Appreciate you. And... Not surprisingly, we got a $10 donation from a man, Brodney. Shout out LBHT. It says, AJ didn't hurt Devontae. Tyreek didn't hurt Waddle. Chase didn't hurt Higgins. Get good players and stop making excuses. Yes. True. I mean, True. listen. Listen. We, I know that uh, Bateman is will be going into his third year, but theoretically, he has not played a full season. So he needs that veteran presence coming in. And teaching him the ways. Listen, Hollywood did the best that he probably could, but he was just two years in front of him. So how could he show him everything that he needed to be a professional wide receiver? The ins and outs, the little tricks, the knickknacks, how to get himself open, the training regimens to stay healthy throughout a season. So bringing in one of these more established receivers, to me, would do nothing but wonders for him. It opens him up. Listen, I bring somebody in that's going to make my job easier. And I think that is the whole point about bringing in <laughs> bringing in these receivers is to make Lamar's job easier. Why does he have to carry the burden of the franchise of the city of Baltimore on his back? He's had to do it ever since he took over as a starting quarterback. And it's sad. It's really sad because we could be we could be a very dangerous team if this organization would invest in wide receivers. I'll be happy with two. Give me, give me two number one wide receivers. I won't even be greedy. I won't say like three or four. Just give me two. Give me two to compliment Lamar. And I'll be happy. And then with that, I think we have a possible Super Bowl roster. Yes. Listen, you bring in two, you bring in two above average wide receivers. You put them with a healthy Bateman. You put them with a healthy Mark Andrews mm -hmm. and an up-and-coming Isaiah Likely. Even Charlie Kolar looked pretty decent today. Now, I'm not saying we need to carry all them tight ends on the roster at one time, but now you have options. You have different game plans for different games. Now, one of the problems that I have with Greg Roman is he does not do game-specific game planning for teams. He doesn't look at a team and look at tendencies and say, you know what, this is what moderators – I need y'all to jump on it. Thank you very much. Um, 
he doesn't go in the, in the game saying, you know what, this team does this, we're going to attack this. Their weakness is this, we're going to try to overcome that. He runs the same game plan for every game. But if you if we actually gave him the weapons that he needed, do you not believe that he would have to change some things, that he would have to do others? Um, it's just don't make Lamar be Mr. Everything. And if you do make Lamar be Mr. Everything, pay him accordingly. Agreed. But who wants to come? Think about it, right? What number one wide receiver in the league right now can you think would love to come and play with Lamar under Greg Roman? So, so this is. I'm, not, I'm sorry. I'm not saying that they wouldn't love to come and play with Lamar, but you can't. As of right now, we have Greg Roman. So who's chomping at the bit to come here? Listen, I've said this before. I don't care who wants to come here. If you are under contract and I trade for you, you technically have no choice but to come and play here or not make any money. Stop using these this draft capital to draft players that aren't going to have any impact on this team. Trade for a player that you know is going to come in and ball out. If we had Stefan Diggs on this roster, if we would have got that, listen, to be honest with you, we could have, in all honesty, our wide receiver room could be Hollywood Brown, Rashad Bateman, DeAndre Hopkins, and Stephon Diggs. George Pickens. George Pickens, and even to a lesser extent, Devontae Parker. Okay, I can these see are, that. These were guys that were traded for not that much draft capital, and we kept what we had in-house. Who, with a healthy JK and a healthy Gus, and maybe beef up that offensive line a little bit, who would stop us offensively? What team in the – listen, San Francisco, as great as they are defensively, they are struggling. They struggle with the Cardinals today. They struggled with the Raiders last week. What team in this league would be able to score with us? Nobody. I just want Pickens. I, I, I just really want him. Oh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry, Brian. You're all right. How can I forget my man? All we had to do was pass on Queen and draft T. Higgins. This oh, yeah, that's right. Was, T. Higgins. This T. Higgins. T. Higgins and George Pickens Ooh. On, on the outside, Mark Those Andrews in the two. middle. Those would be my two. Throw in D Hop, he could be number three, but give me those two. Give me T Higgins. I like Jamar Chase too. I, I really like Jamar Chase, but I know Jamar Chase was slated yeah, because he played with um, Joe Burrow at LSU, and Joe Burrow was going to make sure that Chase was coming to the Bengals. So I, I get that, but mm -hmm. I like I like that duo. I, I you, can do that. George Pickens and, and T Higgins. Are you sure, Danity? You want to pass on one sack? For what, 800 yards and six, maybe 1,000 yards and, and 10 touchdowns? Why would we want to do that? That would be the move of a competent organization. That would be the move of a general manager that actually knows what he's doing. Art Mikasa ain't that dude. I've been mm -hmm. trying to tell y'all that. Yeah, put Hollywood in the slot. Who's stopping us? Who would stop? We'd be great. We would be great. And Lamar would be happy. Indeed. So going forward, ma'am, what is your outlook for the Ravens going forward in the playoffs, knowing that we have to go right back to Cincinnati this upcoming week, knowing Cincinnati's game plan was bland. I think, to me personally, I think Cincinnati was playing around. Joe Burrow was missing wide-open guys in the end zone. Like, that score could have been a lot worse than it was. So what is your outlook for this game? Um, I don't really have an outlook yet because I really want to know who's going to be our quarterback. I think that makes a difference. If we have Lamar, 
I just, I don't see us winning with Lamar. I, do, I, I don't because he doesn't have anyone to assist him. He has very little assistance. And then two, he hasn't been playing in how many weeks? He hasn't been practicing in how many weeks? So there could naturally be a little bit of rust. And so if there is some rust, the playoff game is not the day that, to have it. Right. Um, I would think that my outlook for this game is bleak. It is grim. It is not, I, I'm not optimistic at all. And I'm usually, like I mentioned, I'm usually like the glass half full. I think we can get the job done. I don't think we can. I, I really don't. And I believe that we are going to be one and done. Mm -hmm. And once we are, I have a lot of questions for this, this front office and I want answered. And uh, it, it, to me, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter who we put in as quarterback. There's going to be, there's going to be significant struggles. So I'm not, I'm, I'm not looking forward to the game. I don't know. So yeah. let me so, know if you think differently. Yeah. Um, it hasn't been determined yet. I think they're waiting for the outcome. Did they get the last playoff spot in? Did Seattle, did Seattle get that last playoff spot? I don't know. I'm not sure. No, I think that, let's see. Standings, playoff picture, AFC, NFC. Mm -hmm. All right. Yeah. So I think the play, yeah, the playoff season has been set. Oh, oh, so uh, Green Bay is out of the playoffs. Oh, really? So, so sad. Yeah. Why? Seattle, How, what, what did they need? What did they need to have happened for them they, to be in? They needed to beat the Lions tonight, and they needed Seattle, more importantly, to lose their game. Okay, and Seattle. Seattle. Okay, I knew it was something. Yeah, and Seattle. Seattle came back and won. So, yeah, I think um, after wow. the rest, after the rest of the games this evening, they'll determine when the playoff games are. Okay. I'll take a, I'll take a playoff game on a Saturday. You know, get the, get the Saturday stream out the way, the last stream of the year for uh, us playing a game. Right. You said you said Sundays are for good teams, correct? Yeah, so we probably will be playing Saturday. Get it out the way. Nobody wants to see that. That's yeah. right, Danny. I can see us playing on Saturday. What's going on, Raven C? Thank you for stopping by. Hi, Raven C. Uh, my man Chen Wu. Like that should Chen Wu should be one of your favorites. He is. He, he is so he is so positive. Hi, Chen Wu. Oh, the, are you sure? I could have swore they needed Seattle to lose. Oh. So they still have a chance. Are y'all sure about this? So the wait, see, I, wait, wait. Green Bay Packers still have a chance? Nah, they don't. No. Have they been eliminated? Is it official that the Green Bay Packers have or have not been eliminated? Let me, hold on, I'm looking. Oh. Well, no. No, they have not been eliminated. They, you are all correct because it does not say eliminated here. Okay. So, yeah, they still, ah, oh, man. I know my homeboy going to be happy. He's a Packers fan. He loves them. So, all right, Green Bay wins their end. If they lose, it'll be Seattle. So, I think that's what they're waiting for to finish the scheduling for next week. Okay. All right. Mm -hmm. We have entered the remittance portions of the show, which means – you, my special guest, we can speak about anything that you would so choose or in the chat. If you have any topic that you want to bring up, this is the time to do it. Listen, this is rapid fire. If you don't get it in quick, we will end this stream. Shout out to my man, OTR Mike. 
Listen, if you have not, make sure you check out my man Raven C. Go check out his channel. He has great content. Also, if you like when you have a podcaster, a YouTuber that can give you content on any subject and make it sexy, make it poignant, just, just put you at ease. Like, listen, sometimes I'm at work and I'm just driving and I throw my man Mike on. Because his voice is just so soothing, it's just calming. You just driving like that. Yeah, I don't even. I'm not even mad. I'm at work because my man got that fire. So if you like content outside of sports, we talk sports sometimes. But if you like it, make sure to hop over and check out my man, OTR Mike. Okay, who gets upset Wild Card Weekend? <laughs> I mean. I you can't call you can't call the Ravens game an upset, so right. Yeah, I, I I'm not gonna say the Ravens because that's to me to be expected. If we win, I will be shocked. I will be very, very surprised. What do you think, Chin Wu? I haven't heard very much from you tonight. Do you think we're gonna be one and done? And and that goes for everybody else in the chat. For the for the Ravens, do you think we'll be one and done? Do you think we will somehow muster up enough whatever we need, a certain je ne sais quoi? In order to beat the the Bengals, we clearly didn't have it today. So, yeah. with the Chargers, with the Chargers being upset over the Jaguars, I mean, seating wise, yes. Mm -hmm. Okay, you know what? My playoff upset, even though seating it doesn't seem like it, is going to be the Tampa Bay Buccaneers over the Dallas Cowboys. You oh, think man. the Dallas Cowboys are one and done too? Yes. Did you see them lose to Washington today? They're going to rebound. They're going to come back. I, I I mean, I didn't watch the game. I, I I learned since learned that they lost. Okay, I got it. They lost to the commanders. And they're going to hopefully. Third string, third string rookie quarterback. They're going to, I, I think, I don't think they're one and done. I don't. I don't listen, think they're one and done. They might, listen. they might, after the second game, I think they might be done. But I don't think they're one and done. Listen, the MO, the MO of the Dallas Cowboys is to lose in the playoffs. Have a great regular season, build up the hype, lose in the playoffs, rinse and repeat for the next season. If they're looking as bad in the regular season, they're probably going to lose. And I agree. I was This was my second pick, um, the Giants over the Minnesota Vikings. I think that Daniel Jones has proven if there isn't anything better out there, he can be a sufficient quarterback for the next few years. I wouldn't sign him to a five-year deal. I, I might franchise tag him or give him – two, three-year extension, backloaded with, with the option to cut him after year two. Right. Yeah. But, yeah, listen, everybody knows Cowboys are chokers. I just don't think they're one and done. I'm not saying that they're Super Bowl bound. No, but I don't think that they're one and done. I think, they'll, I think they'll at least win the first the first round. Okay. well, you didn't answer the question. Is this your king? Is this your king? Is this the guy that you ride with going into the playoffs? Do you think this man, if he gets into a coaching matchup with uh, Andy Reid, if he gets into a coaching matchup with uh, the guy up in Buffalo, I can't remember his name, you think he can outcoach them? He can't even outcoach uh, Zach, Zach Taylor. Oh, man. Oh, I, listen, if, if two were playing – I might believe. I might believe it. <laughs> Danny Dimes and Choke Cousins. Yeah. I, yeah. Listen, if as long as listen, as long as Minnesota doesn't play this game at nighttime, Minnesota has a chance. But when them lights come on, 
Kirk Cousins just he loses his mind. Oh no, evil Lamar, not that. I can't I can't take enough. Yeah, Sean McDermott. Thank you first. Sean McDermott. I can't take enough of Brady Super Bowl. Listen, the man has seven Super Bowls. The man has literally been to a Super Bowl every other year of his career. He's been he's played in a Super Bowl every other year. We don't need no more from him. He needs to retire, be with his new girlfriend, live his life, do his broadcasting thing, and keep it pushing. Roger, you Roger, listen, he gotta make the playoffs first, Big Ridge. Yeah. I don't know who's winning the game, but he has to make it. So is there anything else that you would like to talk about before we get out of here? No, this has been great. Thank you so much for having me. This has been fun. Did I miss my man? Did Especially because we lost. This is therapeutic. Thanks. Did I miss my homeboy? Oh, no, he's saying that to us, Flock Nation. I thought he was talking about my homeboy over at Flock Nation who had his live stream earlier today. Make sure you check him out as well. Um, yes, it was a pleasure as always. Listen, we've been in here for an hour and 44 minutes and I can honestly say it hasn't felt like it. Like this has actually been one of the fun live streams that I've done. The participation, just everybody coming through. I know we lost. Um, I know next week we about to get blown out, but listen, football is still here for a few more weeks. Let's enjoy it while it's here. Let's enjoy Lamar while we can, because more importantly than him just leaving his team, I'm not ready for the trolls. I'm not ready for the, ah, y'all lost Lamar. How stupid are y'all? I told you, ah, look at me, look at me, yeah. look at me. I'm not ready for that. I don't, I don't, you know, I don't, I don't, I like, I like doing the teaser. I don't like being teased, to be quite honest with you. I like being right. I don't like being wrong. <laughs> uh, thank you thank you i appreciate it listen we try to do what we can do and yeah this being uh this being the last one of the regular season for this season my first season my first regular season full season covering the ravens in the nfl it has been a pleasure to rock with you all it's been a pleasure for you all to support me myself my friends everything that you do you know, from the heart, I've really appreciated. Like I said before, when I first started this channel, I was hoping for 50 subs. I was hoping for 50 subs and at least a cool three or five people to check me out a week and we just talk some football. But you all have shown me love. You show my guys love. You supported me in ways that I never could have imagined. And hopefully now to the future, we can move on to bigger and better things. We can make this channel become something more than it was intended for. We can blow up and, and just do some fun things together. Um, we got some stuff planned for 2023. We got some great things planned. Hope that you all will enjoy it. You know what I mean? Maybe I'll be seeing some of you all in person. Who knows? But don't think I forgot about the giveaway. I'm just trying to find the best way to pick winners. I've been on YouTube looking up stuff, but I'm just skeptical about downloading certain applications to my computer. To pick a winner. So we might just have a question and answer session next week during the playoff game. I'm going to give away a jersey and I'm going to give away another special prize that you have to wait to find out. So hopefully I will see you guys later this week. <laughs> you know what? I might have to bring back the I might have to bring in a night bot. It didn't work for y'all guys, but it might work for me. It might work for me. Yes, a meet and greet. You might get to see the fellas. You know what I'm saying? Have a little, maybe go over to the Post Pavilion somewhere, run out of space, 
get some barbecue, some vegan food, some something, and uh, <laughs> do some things. He says, pick a winner who shows you the stupid. Hmm. Hmm. Is that a, is that is that good, Yolanda? It's quite good. The que the question. Hmm. We should do a hardball challenge. Oh, a hardball challenge. I don't know. What do you think? We'll 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 discuss something. We'll we'll figure something out. But like I yeah. said, we'll, we'll 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 do some things. We'll That's have a to good get challenge, Ravency. We'll we'll have some things going on for you all, just to show my appreciation for everything that you all do for me. And any parting words? Thank you all so much for hanging out with us this last hour and almost 50 minutes. It went by fast. This was good. So like, I mean, you guys are, are, are great. So I will say this now because if Lamar leaves, you won't <laughs> see me anymore. But uh, no, this, I, I like you guys made it fun. This was great. Thank you so much. And uh, listen, fingers crossed that we, we don't get blown out by the Bengals when we play them again in a, in, in a few short days. But uh, yeah, we'll see. Um, is this the last time that they'll be seeing you or do you have anything else planned? No more, no more streams for you? No more streams. This is great because I know Hendo is doing a, you know, like if you're one of his patrons, then you can, you know, maybe perhaps make a guest appearance on one of his shows. I've already done that. So it's time for me to pass the torch. And if you're not one of Hendo's patrons, please sign up. You won't regret it. You'll enjoy it. There's a lot of fun going on um, behind the scenes. There are a lot of perks for the patrons. He'll tell you all about it. But uh, so my time is up. It's now the next patron's time. And I, I absolutely pass the spotlight over to him or her, whoever that individual may be. Oh, okay. Yes, yes. If you would like in the comments, check out any of my videos. You can see in the info down below that you can sign up for the Patreon to become a patron. It is patreon.com forward slash R-O-U-G. Like she said, you get certain perks. You get to possibly co-host a live stream. We have a Discord that you can be a part of. We talk, we share information. We just have a lot of fun. You can also get into the Pick'ems League that we have. Also, for one tier, you can get into our Fantasy Football, which next year is going to switch over to a Dynasty League. We still have some slots open for that if you want to be a part of that. Um, you get video requests. Not live stream. Not live stream. Not live stream. I said it again. Not live stream. Video request. But guess what? It's not live stream, but I may make exceptions for newer patrons if they sign up. If we hit a goal, I may make that an exception and go back to that. But once again, like I said, we have a lot of fun over here. We trip out day and night. Um, we get enough people. We might convince Brodney to bring back old man gamers and you can play games with us. We got PS. We have Xbox. We have PC. We have everything you need to get more of us. And Brodney's talking this late night stuff <laughs> oh yes we didn't mention I, I forgot to mention two things so Hendo's birthday is coming up this week Wednesday. i believe it's so wednesday. wednesday there you have it 
maybe we can drop it in the chat if you want to stream from him on his birthday, a birthday stream where we come by and we just hang out with him and, and wish him well on his birthday. It could be a short stream. I don't know. But yes, Rodney, you brought up hanging with Hendo, the Saturday night streams. Is that something else, Hendo, that you, you're, you're considering? No, I'm not. I'm not considering anything. Listen, the schematics aren't there. The infrastructure is not right. Like we, it's just it's 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 too much going on for Saturday night streams. These people, the people in the chat, told me they don't have time for Saturday night streams. It's not what they wanted. Oh, will you just leave it in the chat real quick? If you're, no, you know, no. thumbs it up. If we, you all want right, to so listen, we about to get up out of here. I know, but let me let me just let me just mention something. Parting words for the people. If you're, you know, wanting to see a Hendo stream on Saturdays, but, just hit a thumbs up real quick in the button. Thumbs up in the chat. This is not, but but the thing was, it's not a Hendo stream. It was a collab, a collective effort. Oh. It wasn't a Hendo thing. Oh, okay. It was, it was supposed to be the LBHT community getting together. And us doing something together. It wasn't a me stream. It was a we oh, stream. I see the I see the I th I see the thumbs up coming in right now. Okay, thank you, Brodney. Thank you, Big Red. I see it. Oh, I see you, Danity. I see you, D Weezy. Oh, and oh, I, wow. listen, so we got we listen, we got all this coming from here and there. I, yeah. I, I invited, okay, that was great. Thank wait, you wait, all wait. so much. <laughs> I, I invited Raven C. So since so since we want to start throwing people out there. I asked Raven C, like, yo, would you like to be a part of this? Like, we can get together and do something. Raven C was like, bro, I ain't doing nothing with y'all. D Weezy say he'll collaborate. I see the MDT Sports. Uh, Brodney says that I'm much nicer today. Brodney, I'm always nice. I see all of the thumbs up. Raven C, one session. All right, I'll put it to you like this. No, you did not say yes. I'll put it to y'all like this. If we can get the people set up to do it, okay? If we can get the people set up and we can navigate a certain time and find a channel to put it on, I'm there for it. But it will not be me in charge. It will not be on my channel. That's it. I mean, we can do it with Shook. Like Shook, I said Shook should put it on his channel. Yeah, I see Brandon. He said the fans are clamoring for you. That's right, see, they are. Raven C got jokes today. He got jokes today. Tell me, I was, I was, I was like, bro, had me on your show. I've been asking Raven C to come on for months. Ferris, you, you're, you're, um, you're in agreement with the collab. Is that something you'd be interested in doing? Listen, I will. Listen, I will admit, Ferris would be down for it, but Ferris's time is limited. Ferris mm -hmm. would Ferris would definitely be there, but his time is limited. Understood. MDT Sports, he said he'd be down to like listen. I'm not I'm not the man. I'm not. I'm a man that tries to give the people what they want. And I know they don't want to see more of me. They would like to see more of us collectively. Collectively. So listen, you didn't threw me off my game. I forgot what I was gonna say. But listen, I thank you all for stopping by. Make sure. Tomorrow night at 9 p.m. over on Coach Evans' channel, Sip to Tally, at 9 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, you check out the Ravens Roundtable as we will give you more content on this with myself, Jose, and Brodney from Lunch Break Hot Take, OTR Mike from Open Mic with OTR Mike, Coach Evans himself, and Chris Just Joking from the Deep Cover Podcast. We will have that. Then Tuesday night, Check out my man Suge on his channel, Suge Knight 323, for the Ravens Steel Conspiracy Podcast. 
Maybe Yolanda be there. Maybe she won't. I can't say. I can't call it. Then Wednesday night, 7 p.m. Don't you say nothing. Wednesday night at 7 p.m. Make sure you hit up my guys lunch break hot take for their live stream at 7.15 p.m. Then hold up. Wait a minute. Y'all thought we was finished. Friday nights, 11.15 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Check out my man Suge again with live with Suge Knight. Yes. Yes. Daddy. I will not. I will not be there on Tuesday. I'll be there in the chat to support Suge. That's where that's where I'll be. Yes, Dandy. He's coming back. He just had some stuff to do last week. I mean, it was a one-time thing, one-off thing. He'll he he'll be back. <laughs> I can't stand y'all people. I love y'all, but I can't stand y'all people. So we are gonna get out of here because it's getting mighty close. And Jose always told me never make it to two hours. So I gotta keep my man proud. I got I to gotta take him by his word and make sure we don't hit that. We're getting mighty close. We're about to get up out of here. So once, once more and finally, never give in to conformity. Always think for yourself. Formulate your own opinions. <laughs> and most importantly, be somebody important. Be yourself. Until next time, y'all. We out.